In a global industry where anything can happen, where mistakes cost much more than dollars, we bring you expertise from around the world to ensure that everyone goes home safe every day. The internationally acclaimed Oil & Gas HSE podcast starts now with your host, Russell Stewart. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the OGGN HSE podcast sponsored by Anderson Hauser, a global leader in measurement instrumentation services and solutions for industrial process engineering. They provide process solutions for flow measurement, level, pressure, temperature, analytics, and much more, optimizing processes and efficiency, safety, and environmental impact. They serve many industries across the globe, including a focus in oil and gas, Anderson Hauser, the people for process automation. Today we have on the show Troy Hackworth. Uh, Troy, thanks for coming on today. Thank you. Troy, it's a little ironic and People listening to this podcast won't necessarily know it because the other one will come out probably a, a week before this one does. But just a couple of hours ago, I interviewed for the podcast a 22-year-old petroleum engineering undergrad student at Texas A&M. I called him a really go-getter. He put together an oil and gas HSE summit, a webinar type presentation last month, and he got Christy Craddock with the Texas Railroad Commission as, as the keynote, and he had quite a distinguished panel. I was really impressed that he had been able to put that together. But so now here I am interviewing a guy that's got 35 years experience in the safety industry. Is that right? Yes. What's remarkable, I've done work for operators where they'd have these new hires coming in and, you know, they'd have a hundred coming in so they could keep three. And part of the scenario was we'd have the safety meeting on the front end and tell them if they didn't listen to us, one of them would either be severely injured or dead at the end of the work session. <laughs> and, and that's really the way we did it. And I don't know if they still do it that way. but So did that put the fear of God in them? Was that the idea? Well, it made it made the point, I believe. Well, and I think a lot of times, and I'm sure you can speak to this, and we talk about it a lot on, on this particular show, and that's the attitude that it can never happen to me. Yeah, especially with young people. You remember when you were young at Bulletproof, don't you? Oh, absolutely. And uh, that's <laughs> that's more years ago than I'm willing to admit. Well, I found out very early when I was working in the coal mines, on the strip mines, that jumping out of a rock truck. I was not bulletproof. And since then, I have been severe, you know, I've been handicapped all my life. Oh, really? So you had a permanent injury like that at well, a very young age? And, and you know, what was crazy about it was looking back on it now, the training I received when I started driving that Terex rock truck was about, I got to go up and down the hill one time with a operator of the truck. It was a brand new truck. Now, when I came over that night to work, I got in a truck. The fenders were falling off of it. During the middle of the night, it started to rainstorm, and it was an electric hall. The electrical system went out, and when the electrical system goes out, everything goes out. So rather than go over a cliff, I bailed. Oh, my goodness. And it crushed my leg and did a bunch of other things to me. But that was a long time ago, and that's really what led me to getting into safety eventually. 
is I really don't want to see that happen to anybody else because that accident influenced not only me, but my family. My mom and dad almost went broke taking care of. It was a pretty rough time. Well, you know, that's why we say in our intro to this show, we're, we're committed to everyone coming home safely. Well, that's one of the reasons we call our cup, you know, part of our company vernacular safe work day. Everybody should have a safe work day. Yeah. In fact, when you go to your website, it says safe work day safety points, right? Yeah. Well, the, the safety points is the brand name, but safeworkday.com is the website. And basically, we cover a lot of stuff in there from, you know, classroom training to learning and management systems we developed for learning management systems. We used to, I did a lot of work for Chevron and they had a learning management system. And when I met them, they had already bought it. So I went away for a while and they called me up one time and said, come over here, Troy, we want to talk to you about this. And I went in and he said, well, we spent this much money on this. I'm not going to say how much, but, and he was hitting a button and it still doesn't work. <laughs> so I ended up fixing their system and working with them for a number of years. And in fact, they still use the courses I developed for them for, you know, mid continent. So, you know, getting into this business when I got to Texas, you know, when I got busted up in Kentucky, what happened was your damaged goods. Nobody would hire you, you know. And so I ended up in Texas and immediately I started selling copiers and calculators and things like that. But through one of my contacts in my sales world, I'm started working for a company called Safety Shorts, which is the five minute videos that were done by Dunn Equipment years and years ago. And they're still in business today. But that's where I cut my teeth on, you know, getting started with the safety industry. And we did videos. And from there, I went to Don Brown Productions, which is Digital 2000 now, and produced a number of videos with them. And from there, I saw the writing on the wall since I had a technology background that the next thing to come up was CD-ROM training. And we developed CD-ROMs that, with the IPRAX software that we sold for years and years, and we still have systems in use today where people do training with CD-ROMs on their hard drives from their CD-ROMs. And obviously, eventually evolved into the learning management system. And when I looked at that, I said, well, I've got one or two options. I could develop a learning management system like everybody else or have content. And I said, well, everybody with a learning management system is going to need content. So I think I'll make content. Consequently, a lot of people looked at my content and said, hey, we want you to handle our learning management system also. And what we did was we picked up a LMS called Moodle out of Australia, and it's got over a million installations worldwide, and it's free. So all we charge for is setting it up and doing things like that. So you know that was part of it. But from the beginning and working in the oil patch, we shot a lot of video, hung on a, you know, I'm too old to do it now, but I used to hang on sides of drilling rigs with cameras 
<laughs> and go up on the monkey board and everything on earth to, you know, shoot video. And probably violating worst, some of your own safety rules. <laughs> well, you know, some of the one of the worst things I ever seen happen was at a drilling company was we just shot a fall protection video at a drilling room and, you know, went through everything on it. And I got a call two days later and a boy on that rig had fallen and we could not figure it out. And I what happened because he was aware of everything, but what it turned out, he was another one of those bulletproof situations. Well, I, he was on working on the monkey board and I don't need to tie off. And I worked with the folks there and I said, well, the only thing I know to do is put a radio up there and a camera and say, when they say they tie off, they, you see it on a camera, then, you know, because anybody can lie. That's unfortunate. And that's one of the things that as good as your, your training programs are, if you don't instill the right attitude about safety, then everything else may be for naught. Well, you know, what I've noticed over the years is, you know, the if somebody's going to get hurt, they're going to get hurt in the first 90 days. And then they get acclimated and they're excellent safety for maybe a year, two years. And then they get lackadaisical about it again. And so, you know, they'll either get hurt in the first 30 to, 30 to 90 days or, you know, maybe two years later. So that's the reason you got to have that continual improvement. You got to continue that training and you got to keep them aware. And there's nothing better than the supervisor having those toolbox meetings and keeping it in front of them. You got to put a face on safety. And that's one of the things that I dislike about the technology. I mean, learning hasn't changed since Socrates. I mean, we have the Socratic method, question and answer, et cetera, et cetera. But the only thing that has changed is the technology and how we deliver it. And a lot of it's impersonal now. And what we have to do is bring the personality back into the safety training and make sure that people are aware, that people care, that people are watching. There is an observation program here. There is a mentorship if you need a mentor for young people. And there's a lot of different tools. You can't just go out there and say, well, that person's had fall protection. They are they've completed it so they're okay that's not necessarily so yeah just checking the boxes yeah i mean it's wrong to assume that and it's going to get you in trouble if you do so i tell a lot of folks if you know during the safety program they'll get a learning management system or they'll get all the programs and they'll do it and all of a sudden their losses start going up. I have one safety man. Now, this goes back to the youngsters. A lot of young people, when I came up in safety, there were no schools other than Murray State University up in Kentucky given safety and could get a degree in safety. Now, every school out here has a safety program. And people say, well, how is that? I said, well, just follow the money because there's a lot of people that want to get that degree so they can get a safety job. Well, guess what? A lot of those people 
in school are learning theory. They're not learning reality. The theory is for what you to, to do when the reality hits. And I had a situation where a safety man, young safety man, his losses were going up and I went down and visited. Yes, he was doing all his training. Yes, he was doing all. I said, well, when's the last time you've been to the field? He said, well, I've never been to the field. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I went and talked to his boss. And I said, well, you're going to pay me for a little time here. <laughs> and he started, what for? I said, I'm going to take your safety man to the field. <laughs> And it's nothing that didn't happen with me. I mean, they took me, I had safety men take me out in the field and they showed me every aspect of the drilling rig and what the hazards were. And that helped me more than you could ever imagine in the programs I built. But we went out there and I said, now let's look around. In theory, everything's perfect. But you notice in the meeting this morning, they talked about two pieces of equipment that were on their last legs. It rained last night, and there are four inches of mud out here in the Permian, and two guys sh- didn't show up. So in the- your theory just went out the door. Now we got to deal with reality. Exactly. So that is the biggest problem that I see with people that are getting what I call the theory education versus the reality education. When I got into safety, most of the people involved in safety were field people that were put in that role for some reason. They had been injured. They were older men that had a lot of knowledge that they wanted to be in the field and who could see and look at something and know it's wrong. A lot of young folks go out there and look at a situation that's totally dangerous or hazardous and not even know it. Because they haven't been there. Yeah, and never seen it. So what we have to do is make sure those young, the young people that are coming out and getting into this industry, we have the proper, not only have the proper training, but we have the proper mentorship. We have a good stop work program and make them understand if they don't understand something and they don't think it's right, stop the work and then get with the right supervisor and figure out what can be done and if they were wrong or not and make them understand they're not going to be, you know, penalized for this. They're going to be, that's what you want them to do. Well, you mentioned the word earlier, people have to understand that you really care And you care about whether or not they come home safe or not. And it's not the traffic cop mentality that, unfortunately, sometimes that's how some safety guys at least give the impression of operating. And you'll get a lot farther down the road if if people really believe that you care and and you can explain to them, you know, the, the practical reasons for why you're doing what you're doing. Well, you could ask any safety man if he's ever had to go to a man's house and tell them that daddy's not coming home tonight. There you go. There you go. That's exactly right. when a safety man does that one or two times, then his whole attitude changes. Absolutely. And a lot of young people have never done that. They've never faced death. They've never faced severe injury. As you get older, you supposedly we're supposed to get wiser. You can have 35 years experience or you can have one year experience 35 times. 
Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, we don't want, to, uh, you know, it happens, but we don't want it to happen to young people. But it's part of the game. I mean, you if you're the best safety person and you have the best safety program and you have the support of the company, accidents will happen. There's some things that you that you just cannot, you know, imagine. Well, say for instance, something totally the weather. That's totally out of your control. And everything you've done, everything right, you got people in uh, say a big sliding storm comes up, you put everybody in their shelter in place, and that shelter in place gets hit by lightning. What can you do? Well, that one there, there isn't very much you can do about. But there's a lot of others that you can. And that's primarily what you want them to understand. And learning hasn't changed, like I said before, since Socrates. But I went to a meeting at, you know, one of the steps meetings. And they had an individual in there that was speaking about the generational types and how each of those generational types learned. And, you know, they talked about, you know, the baby boomers all the way through generation Xers, et cetera, et cetera. I'm still of the mindset that people still learn the same way, but technology has changed. The difference between the baby boomers is we did not have the technology that the Generation X people had. So their mindsets are different. You may have to abbreviate the training when they're Generation X, because they are used to taking things in short snippets. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why they have commercials every eight to 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but old people like me, I want to see the whole tale. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit there and read the whole thing. But being in the training industry and learning this stuff, I've had to force myself to learn how to give things in short snippets or what they call safety briefs or little, I can't remember the term for it is. Little snippets. Snippets of training Yeah, would be a good way of saying it. But, you know, none of this, but it's still the learning method if you do it right. You're still using the Socratic method. You're just not doing as long and drawn out. And so with that in mind, what you've done is, in fact, and I was able to pull your website back up, marvels of modern technology here, but when you actually go to the safeworkday.com website, it actually says here in well, the header. We, we gave away $4,500 worth of free materials right on the front end. Okay. It says Consolidated Digital Publishing Incorporated. And so, yeah, so you're the, the producer, company, you're the producer and the provider of in-house and third-party training programs. Right. And those can be custom, semi-custom or generic. Right. I mean, we've done custom work all over the world. I've done it in Russian, Chinese, and those were really interesting stories. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think the government wants me to tell them. Oh, is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and of course, <laughs> that brings up, you know, that brings up another aspect of safety, and that is that people do need to respect people's privacy, and, and there are certain confidential things and proprieties and that sort of thing that, that need to be followed. 
Yeah, you have to look at it. For, there's a lot of variables you have to cover. Go back to this. You give how much free training away? Oh, well, we get 45. That's the kick to tires. What happened was a company came to me and wanted to buy all my materials and resell them. And I looked at what they were doing and I said, wait a minute. I can do this. <laughs> and I can do this better than they can. And basically what I did, I put together a package that has learning management system courses pre-built and editable that's ready to go, classroom. Well, 65 gigabytes of material plus. Wow. And basically what I'm trying to do is give a company everything they need to have a good safety program, whether they're just starting or they've been, they have the program, they have their own LMS. And we sell it for $999. Well, before someone spends even that much money, we want them to kick the tires. And that's the reason we give them $4,500 worth of free materials based on industry prices for free. That way they can check it out, make sure it works for them, and then they can run with it. Because once they buy this, they'll have 95% of everything they'll ever need. Now, one of the things we did when we were building all this stuff was we didn't go read a book and do it or sit behind a desk. We actually went out and asked clients, hey, what do you need? Tell us what you need and we'll build it. Because that makes more sense than just having the biggest catalog. You can have a really big catalog and 80% of the stuff in there you won't use. Or buy. So, but, or you could have a catalog that has everything that everyone needs. And that's prefer the way we prefer to do it. Well, that's and actually, it, go ahead. Yeah. And just give it to them at a fair price. These programs, if you were to develop them on your own and start from scratch, you'd spend about between two and three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. But what we did, you got to understand, we've been making money off these things for 35 years. We've recovered our costs. Now we're organizing it in such a way that for $999, you could have everything you need in one package. That's incredible. That's a well, heck of a and part of it. Part of it was when this came out was the COVID scenario because a lot of people had it change the way they train and all of a sudden all these expenses were coming up and all these and we were sitting there looking at it and saying hey we need to help too fortunately we could and not lose money well that's great and so so again all of this is available you just got to go to safeworkday.com and go from yeah. there and just click on the button that says free $4,500 worth of materials. It'll take you to the catalog. and You can download as much as you want. Since we started this in January, we've had over 500 downloads and over 100 people have bought the $999 package. And it's a lot of it's word of mouth now. You know, we do emails and things like that, but uh, most of it's word of mouth because people are telling other people about it. 
Well, I hope this podcast, besides all the good tips we got from you, hopefully this will help with the word of mouth. We'll be sure to include your LinkedIn contact information and website in the show notes so anyone listening can easily contact you or, or click onto the website. Troy, again, I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, we appreciate the opportunity. And anybody can call me at any time that they need. They can go out and get my my phone number is 713-305-7648. If they need help with anything or if they want some information or if they want some safety information or if they want some input on an idea they have or something that they're doing that may not be working good or even if it's working good, I'd like to hear about it because I, I try and share these things with everyone we can. Well, that's great. Well, see there, folks, that right there was worth the price of admission. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Again, I want to remind you this podcast would not be possible if it were not for our sponsor, Anderson Hauser. Please tell them thank you for sponsoring the show by going to our OGGN Anderson Hauser website, which you can find a link to in the show notes there as well. You can also register for our monthly giveaway. Follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and that contact info you can find in the show notes. Finally, you can find in the show notes my LinkedIn contact info where you can message me directly. Let us know what you enjoy about the show and any suggestions for content you might like to hear. If you're looking for a speaker for a conference or a meeting with your company, you can contact me about having one of our speakers from our OGGN Speakers Bureau, including Mark LaCour and myself. Please tune in again next week for another episode of Anderson Hauser's Oil and Gas HSE podcast. Anderson Hauser is your reliable U.S.-based and international partner for measurement instrumentation services and solutions. We are your people for process automation. This is a production of the Oil and Gas Global Network. And check out our complete family of podcasts by simply going to OGGN.com. Click on the link, find your podcast. Particularly, we want to remind you of our two newest podcasts, one entitled Journey to the Energy C-Suite and the other one called Energy Scale-Up. So be sure and, and check those out. Please leave us a review on iTunes, like us on LinkedIn, and use all of your social networking to tell your friends about us. And now here's Savannah. We'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. It's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for June 2021. This month, we have six events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events that I talk about here. We even include events that occurred two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. This month, OGGN will be hosting two events. One is online and one is in person. For our online event, we're hosting a live stream titled Deal Value Creation, M&A and ONG. This is going to be on June the 2nd. And for our in-person event, we're relaunching our happy hours. It's been far too long since we had a good happy hour, so I'm sure plenty of you will be excited to hear that our next happy hour will be at the Cannon in Houston, Texas on June 24th. At this event, you'll be able to meet some of OGGN's hosts and network with other oil and gas industry professionals, all while enjoying great food and drinks. We hope to see you there. Other than OGGN's events, we have two in-person and two online events. First up, we have our two in-person events, which are the Energy Capital Conference on June 2nd at the Omni Houston Hotel and the U.S. Police and Fire Championships from June 10th to the 21st. The Police and Fire Championships will be hosted in multiple locations, so make sure to check out our events newsletter for more information about that. Next, we have our two online events, the first being the Post-Industrial Summit Series. 
This event actually started on May 4th, but it'll be ending later this month on June 22nd, so there's still plenty to see. And our second online event is the Big Data Industry Summit from June 9th to 10th. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for June. I hope you guys have a great month and thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for another engaging episode of the Oil & Gas HSE podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.